Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another very fun episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. Before we get into it tonight and we introduce our very special guest for this episode, I want to go ahead and thank a few people up top uh, that have helped support Travel Tips Tuesday in a number of different ways. First off is my wife who helps wrangle the kids uh, every night so I can get on and do this every Tuesday night uh, to, to help people plan Disney vacations and to talk about the, their why for travel and also you know interview some amazing guests. also want to thank Miss Aurora Gray who lends her wonderful voice to the intro and outro for uh, this podcast, and her husband, Ken, who helped edit that all together. Uh, Miss Katrina Maystone, who is an incredibly talented uh, independent artist that does some amazing music. Uh, she laid down the soundtrack for it and uh, has graciously allowed me to use it. Mr. Josh Pies, who's a previous guest on Travel Tips Tuesday, uh, kind of helped inspire me to put this all together. So thank you to him as well. You know, it, it takes a lot of people to put things like this um, together and you know it's I, I use the phrase we a whole lot and when I say we you know you may be listening to this and thinking okay you know you're saying we but it's just you but really those all those people that I just named uh, have helped make this thing possible a lot of great people out there that uh, do some amazing things so really excited to be able to partner with them and uh be able to participate them in this creative process. So Travel Tips Tuesday, we are super excited to have a crossover episode for this week's episode with Run Dopey by 40, my Disney, uh, Run Disney-focused podcast. And we're excited to be able to talk to Mr. Rob Lott. We'll be introducing him shortly. You'll be hearing his voice as well, so I won't get into too much detail just yet. Uh, I do hope that you enjoy this episode. So let's get into it. Shall we? Tonight, this is August 18th, 2020, and this is Travel Tips Tuesday. And this is a very special episode of Travel Tips Tuesday, as it is a crossover episode with my other podcast that is fairly new called Run Dopey by 40. Again, that's Run Dopey by 40. You'll see that Run Dopey by 40 hashtag there uh, in the description. Uh, Run Dopey by 40 is all about my training journey, my insane training journey uh, from not running as nearly as much as I used to, to hopefully completing the Walt Disney World Dopey Challenge in January of 2021, which is a combination of a 5K, 10K, half marathon, and full marathon, all in four consecutive days. So I kind of think it's funny in a way that my question of the day is about snacks at Disney, and we're talking about running and, you know, being fit, right? So it goes together. So when people run, they're always hungry and they think about food. I guess that's what's going on. Anyway, so um, got a lot of things we're going to cover tonight. Uh, our special guest is Mr. Rob Lott. I'm very excited about him. As, as I've mentioned on some of the Facebook promos that have been out there, if you have uh, been delighted by the sounds of the Dapper Dans on Main Street USA in Magic Kingdom, or you've been over to Fort Wilderness and seeing the seen the Hoop Dee Doo musical review or seen Finding Nemo the musical or been to some other popular spots across Central Florida and some of the other theme parks, you may have run into Mr. Rob Lott and not even known it. He's a man of many talents. He also has his own podcast called The Leading Creative Podcast, where he tries to bridge the gap between leadership and creativity. It is really, really cool. Like regardless of what field that you are in, um, if it's travel, if it's ministry, if you're an executive in some sort of company, if you're uh, a creative of some sort, if you're in theater, especially, 
um, or some sort of production, definitely tune into this because it will certainly be in your wheelhouse. It's challenging. He's had on all sorts of guests, uh, ranging from former Imagineers to uh, also uh, the former executive, um, the former vice president of Magic Kingdom, Mr. Dan Cockrell. He had a great conversation with him recently on his show. I had the chance to hear it, and it was wonderful. So please, please, please tune in, check out, subscribe to the Leading Creative Podcast, and uh, it will be well worth your time. I promise you, you will absolutely uh, enjoy it. So really excited to get in. Uh, to our conversation here. Rob is currently waiting in the wings. I'm going to run through a few quick announcements here, and then we will uh, bring him on shortly. So I would encourage you to uh, join Traveling with Intention. It's a private Facebook group. You'll see the link there um, in the notes section of tonight's episode. Traveling with Intention is a new private Facebook group that I've created. Uh, it's the official online community for Travel Tips Tuesday, uh, run by run Dopey by 40. And it's also a place where we can celebrate, share, and remember, and also look forward to the joys of all things travel. Yes, there will be a lot of Disney conversation in there because, well, you know, I'm me, and this is primarily a Disney podcast. I'm a former Walt Disney World cast member. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I it's just sort of in my blood, right? But we will uh, touch on some other travel memories as well um, and celebrate and share some wonderful photos and videos if you have them. And it'll be a fun place. It's a place of, you know, encouragement and, um, you know, maybe some travel tips along the way too. So it very well could be practical for you if you're planning a trip here in the near future. Next week, we have another very special guest. His name is Mr. Terry Weaver. He is a veteran Disney podcaster. Um, he has a couple of Disney podcasts on um, that he's on. One is called Top of the World. It's a DVC podcast. And also there's WDW Today. That's w WDW Today. Um, it is the longest running Disney podcast. He's part of the second kind of main crew uh, that took over for this podcast. Podcast a few several years ago. Um, they do a great job. It's a lot of fun. They're super entertaining and also pretty informative as well. And we look forward to hearing Terry. He's also an author, an encourager of many. He's a creative at his core. Um, and I actually got to meet Rob Lott uh, a little over a year ago at one of Terry's conferences. Uh, that where was all where was it of all places uh, down at Walt Disney World. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so anyway, um, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk to Terry next week. Join the Traveling with Intention Facebook group and you will have an awesome time. So I'm going to go ahead and bring Rob on now. Hey, Rob, how you doing? Really good. How are you? Man, I am doing great. I am super pumped to have you on tonight. Um, I think I was telling you earlier, this is my first conversation, um, live conversation with an actual Disney cast member beside myself. Oh, my I, I tend to talk to myself a lot um, <laughs> on this, but you know, he's going to be, Rob's going to be sharing um, you know, a lot from his you know, own kind of personal perspective. And I, you know, again, I want to say up front that I appreciate your time. Um, I know, you know, even, even though you've had a little bit of time off work recently, um, not, 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 not by choice, <laughs> uh, you've still found ways to keep yourself busy with a certain blue trumpet and your podcast <laughs> and uh, a number of other things you've been up to. So creatives do not sit idle. That's, that's for sure. Um, but if you could uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, you know, what you do. Sure. Well, so I was born and raised in Ohio. Um, we always say everybody in Ohio is headed to Florida in some way, shape or form. If it's on vacation or, or if it's uh, in retirement, uh, everybody is headed here in some way, shape or form. So, yeah, I, I was born and raised in Ohio and knew that I wanted to work somewhere, somehow in show business and live entertainment. And that opportunity came with Walt Disney World. I, I caught wind of a 
of an audition uh, that was going to be happening September, right after my senior year of high school. And so I came and auditioned on September 16th and I got the job and moved here. My first day was on October 16th of the year 2000. And I started out as a puppeteer at Walt Disney World working at a show called Legend of the Lion King. Some of your longtime uh, Disney fans will, Disney longtime pass holders will remember Legend sure. of the Lion King, where Mickey's Magic is now there at Fantasyland. Yep. I, I started there um, playing roles such as uh, Mufasa and Scar and Simba. It was, I, I, like I said, I was a puppeteer and right. so got to have a whole bunch of different things there. As a puppeteer, I went on to learn um, a, a show called Pocahontas and Her Forest Friends, which is over there at Animal Kingdom at Camp Mini Mickey, right across from Festival of the Lion King. Right. Uh, if you blinked, you missed it. Um, <laughs> but we had a great time doing that show uh, for a number of years. Then I learned a show called Voyage of the Little Mermaid, uh, where I, I performed the role of Sebastian and Ursula okay. in that show um and then let's see what was then after that oh uh, a show called bear in the big blue house live on stage uh where i played the role of pip and pop there um again just some 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 old old timey uh, depending on, on on what generation you are um, it'll be some old school disney there uh yeah from bear in the big blue house and then that show became um uh, Playhouse Disney live on stage, which then mm -hmm. became Disney Junior live on stage. And I was the round for all of that. Well, meanwhile, I was also getting together with some guys um, on Tuesday nights or Monday nights, I forget. Uh, but we were just getting together on our own just for fun and singing barbershop harmony and, and doo-wop type stuff and rockapella mm. arrangements and things. We were just doing that for fun. And we caught wind of an audition that was going to be happening. Um, Hong Kong Disneyland was looking for a group to hire to be the Dapper Dans for Hong Kong Disneyland. And so we went to the audition just kind of looking to get noticed. Uh, we actually mm -hmm. weren't very good. And so, but at the same time, we wanted to kind of get some, get our foot in the door and just kind of get noticed and recognized as a, a viable group that maybe could be use, useful um, around the parks in Orlando or just anywhere, special events or pre-shows or anything like that. And so we went to the audition and we were about a song and a half in and the casting director waved his hand and goes, okay, stop, stop, stop. And, you know, I, I told you we weren't very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought, well, okay, this was fun. Uh, but instead, the casting director goes, okay, well, uh, that, was, that was fine. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. The guys that are currently the quartet that is in Tokyo right now, I'm going to send them to Hong Kong, and I'm going to send you guys to Tokyo. It's a 13-month mm. contract, and, um, and, and it leaves next month. So um, everybody needs to say yes, or none of you can go. Uh, and so it was a very quick whirlwind flash mm. of of you know get, making sure that we all had passports and we were all set and ready to go but i yeah i was able to go and spend a year in tokyo working at tokyo disney sea as a singer cool. there in a group called the dockside porters um and then when i came back to orlando a friend of mine actually my, my friend who hired me as a puppeteer he pulled me aside and he said hey so we have some openings uh for some people to teach the shows at Walt Disney World as uh, to teach the puppetry in the shows. Mm. Would you be interested in that? And so I was like, yeah, sure. I'm, you know, I have this skill set and I would love to share it with some other people. And so I started working on a show called Finding Nemo the Musical over at Disney's yeah. Animal 
Kingdom. Um, and I was doing that as, as a, what is at the time, what was called a puppet specialist. Um, they still exist, puppet specialists still exist. But that, I did that job for a little over five years, but I, was, I had that itch to perform still. Um, and I was, a lot of my work was happening backstage or in, in pre-production and rehearsals and things. Uh, but, you know, I kind of have a special situation where um, I was able to stand in and step in for the missing performers that were there, that were not there for rehearsal. I yeah. was able to step in for them. And over time, some of the directors would be like, are you, do you, are you a performer? I said, well, yeah, I used to be. And so I uh, said, so we need to get you back on stage. And so what we ended up doing is flipping it to where I was an emergency sub uh, as, a, as a puppet specialist and that I would then transition to be back on stage. Uh, and so I learned um, Turtle Talk with Crush as well as um, 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 the Hoop-Dee-Doo Review. And uh, so uh, shortly after I switched over, I got a call to come on full-time over at the Hoop-Dee-Doo Review. And shortly after that, learned the Dapper Dans and then learned um, a show called The Royal Majesty Makers over yeah, in Fantasy yeah, yeah. Land, um, as well as, of course, um, uh, Finding Nemo the Musical. I got to go mm. back on stage there in the role of Marlon. And yeah, I think that, I think that gets us up to, up to date, up to speed. You've got a very small resume. Um, <laughs> you, might, you might want to consider putting some more things on there just, you know, for experience, experience purposes. Uh, well, that's cool, man. I appreciate you sharing that. That's a, that's a lot. And I know that that probably connected with a lot of people. Um, hopefully that, that will hear this. And I really appreciate you sharing that. So let's yeah. go further back than that for a little bit. Okay. I want you to think uh, as, as far back as you can remember. Um, and, I, and I always love getting the answers to these questions. Um, what is your earliest Disney memory? Could be, you know, a, a show, a song, you know, a, a piece yeah. of memory. I mean, anything out there. So just think back as far back as you can. What's your earliest Disney memory? Um, well, so it's very early on. And here's, I, I know that my mother is watching. Um, she, <laughs> hi, mom. She, hi mom uh she, she commented earlier I, I shared that this was happening she goes oh where's the link i want to watch and then i saw in the chat that she's that she's watching um so hey mom um but here's here's what you need to know about my mother is and my dad is uh, that they have been huge encouragers of both my sister and i to um to follow our dreams do the things that we love and follow our passion that way yeah. and knowing that just following our passion would would lead us toward you know being able to have a life that we would awesome. love. Um, so, uh, so very thankful for that to grow up in that kind of a family. But my mom uh, used to be a Tupperware lady, a really great Tupperware lady. She was excellent at it. She would, she had her date book filled she, every night of the week. She was at some, somebody else's house selling Tupperware uh, back in the eighties. And from that, now some people know that the Tupperware headquarters are in Orlando. And mm -hmm. so they would have their big, um, big conference every summer. And Tupperware ladies would come from all around the, the country and they would, they would learn all about the new products coming out for Tupperware. Right. Well, my parents were super smart and really, um, um, they, they, they were just really smart about it where they turned, they took those three days and they extended it into a week or more. And we, that was our family vacation. So as I was growing up, um, three, four, five, six years old, that was where we went. We, we came to Walt Disney world every year growing up. 
So um, my earliest memories uh, date all the way back to back to being three, four, five years old of coming to the parks. Um, I remember uh, meeting the Dreamfinder and Figment mm -hmm. out there in front of Journey to Imagination. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember, um, uh, yeah. Now, the story goes, I don't remember this part, but the story goes that my, I, apparently even that early on, my, I, I said at some point, I want to work here. I want to live here. I want to work here. I want to be here. And um, so uh, here I am. There you are for sure. <laughs> so the, the next question on my list uh, normally is why, how is Disney significant to you? I think we can skip that in a way, practically speaking, but um, I think ju just, just from what I know about you. So let's, let's shift that idea strictly from maybe Disney as an entity to maybe uh, Walt Disney is a person. How, how mm. is, you know, Walt Disney is a person. Um, impacted sort of your life your career and um sort of your your vision for how you inspire other people so my very favorite walt disney quote and and disney fans you know we've all heard the stories and we've all read the books and we we love going getting into, into the deep dive deep cut disney stuff sure. and i'm right there with you i'm i'm a fan of the parks especially but i just i love the disney history and everything that goes with it uh, but my favorite, you know, we all know um, it all started with a mouse. We all know it, it takes people mm. to make the dream come alive. And, you know, if, if you can dream, you can do sure. it. We all know those. But my favorite Walt Disney quote ever is it was when he was working it, when they were in the beginning stages of Disneyland. Okay. And he said um, it should be unlike anything anyone has ever seen before. Mm. And the whole thing should be surrounded by a train. The reason I love that quote is he, all that he knew, he just, he, all he knew was it needs to be unlike anything anyone has ever seen before, mm -hmm. unlike anything anyone has ever experienced before. I don't know what that is, but I do know it's gonna be surrounded by a train. So let's just get started. Let's just start. I don't yeah. know what all of the details are going to be, but let's get started. And he said the whole thing should be surrounded by a train, which that was his his jumping off point, his launch pad of going, okay, I'm ready to start because we, we can start on something. And I love um, that he didn't wait until it was finished. He didn't wait until all the drawings were done. He didn't wait until all the imaginary, you know, there wasn't an imaginary sure. at the time. There wasn't a whole staff right. for this at the time. All there was was him going, I feel like there should be a place I feel like there should be a place, as he said, where, where parents and kids can have fun together. And I, mm. I, feel like, I feel like I can make that happen. And he didn't know necessarily what the, what the, the fourth or the seventh or the twelfth step was going to be, but he knew what right. the next step was. So he took it. And that's, that, that is the significance of him for me. I love that. Love good stuff. I know you're a very well-read person. You've read um, his official Bob Thomas biography. It's good. Yeah. I've, I've got it on my bookshelf as well. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, cool. Well, thanks for, for sharing all that. Uh, I'm going to kind of shift the conversation because this is, as I mentioned earlier, a crossover episode. And I know you yeah. are a, an experienced um, runner, probably more so and better in shape than me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Remember I've been off. I've been off for a little while. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, but yeah. Anyway. So, um, so why just, just curious what what's what's your why for running like when how did you get into it um you know is, is it a fitness thing is there a goal you're trying to accomplish what's your reasoning for it um i remember hearing it's twofold i remember hearing 
somebody say um, that if you run a marathon, if you run a marathon, you will become a member of the less than 1% of the world's population mm. just by running a marathon, just by doing right. that. And, and I thought to myself, well, that's, huh, what else, what, what other kinds of things can you say that about? Mm. Um, and so, you know, just that idea of becoming a member of this, it's not, it's not that there's a gate. There is no gate right. uh, that, right. that is keeping anyone from becoming a runner, from becoming a marathon runner. Um, so what, what's the holdup? Why wouldn't I want to become a member of that club? Um, the other thing is, and you'll see it written on the backs of people's shirts when mm -hmm. you run, is this idea of the day will come when I won't be able to do this, but today yeah. is not that day. Yeah. And so as I'm running, um, just knowing and feeling, feeling the, the feeling being tired, feeling right. my muscles ache, having that, that feeling, but knowing I'm going to finish knowing that, um, that, that, that I, I have a goal in mind and I am going mm. to reach it, feeling that just, uh, you know, and then also getting, you get that second win and the, the endorphins kick in and you're sure. ah, just, it, you feel alive. Yeah. And so I know that the day will come when I won't be able to do this anymore. And, uh, but today is not that day. So I always tell people, um, I believe, you know, and, and some people have, have come up against me and said, you know, that's, that's just not true. And I, I don't have any science to back it up, but here's what I'll tell you. I think that anybody can run a marathon. Uh, I, I really think that anybody can run a marathon. What you need is good shoes and a plan. Yep. You need good shoes and a plan. And uh, mm -hmm. there's there's a way to there's a way to get all of that. There's plenty of plans out there. There's plenty of uh, ways to get good shoes. But I believe anybody can run a marathon. It's just a matter of setting your 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 mind toward doing it. I 100 percent agree with you. So 2013, um, I had the chance to run in the, the Walt Disney World Marathon. I finished it with like 500 people behind me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, you know, there's like thousands and thousands of people that run that thing yeah and so yeah i, I it was just i've gone into the story before on on the the run dopey by 40 podcast um how i got really sick about a month and a half prior to the race and mm -hmm. i almost didn't do it um it was it was pneumonia which you know wreaks havoc on your respiratory system which is yeah. not good you know for yeah. uh for for runners but um got out there and it's so true there, there's something that's electric about um the environment and uh, something that's so encouraging, just sort of being there and being among other people. And um, it's just, it's one of the most encouraging communities that I've ever been a part of. And uh, it's just super fun. And I was actually having a conversation today with somebody on one of the many, many, many run Disney Facebook groups that are out there. Um, somebody was asking about, you know, I, I'm 60 years old, I'm overweight, but I want to do a marathon. I have no idea how to get, get started. And just like to see the encouraging comments and people that just sort of, you know, they don't, they don't know this guy, but yeah. you know, just people like offering up, you know, blog sites, books, different types of advice saying, yes, you can do this was just really neat to see because there are not a lot of parts of our society where it's all people from all sorts of walks of life that are really kind of encouraging people for a common purpose like that. Um, I well, think there's a lot there's a lot that we can learn from that as, as people, I think. Agreed. And I, I have seen in <clears throat> very few other, um, I, I would say, sports-driven communities where the, 
I just feel like the, the, the running community is so supportive mm-hmm. of each other. Um, sure. You, you get some, some people who show up and they are there to win the race, yeah. but there's only going to be one of those. And the majority of us are there to finish the race. Absolutely. And so uh, those, everybody is there. We're all supportive. I, the number of times that you see somebody who's struggling and yeah the runners will come up around them mm-hmm. and just, you know, without touching them, but still lift them up, yep. lift them up and carry them on and go like, Hey, listen, we're here. We're with you. We're going right. to be alongside. And, and, you know, somebody will come along and they'll give them that encouragement. Another person will come along and start giving encouragement. The yeah. first person will run ahead, but uh, you know, I've seen people give over their cliff bars and hand over their sure. water bottles and just do whatever needs to be done to help each other to finish because that's yep. what we're there for. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Let, let me pause real quick. Uh, and then we'll get back to the to the running conversation. Um, David Moore, who's watching this right now. David said, Moore. Oh, yeah. Our question of the day, what is our favorite snack you look forward to Walt Disney World? He said the best snack is the cornbread at Hoop You Do, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Miss, Miss Polly Lott is on and she says yeah. it's true. I'm here. You know, your mom way out in Colorado wouldn't miss the chance to hear your voice. So well, there you go. So, so mom's great. out there. So David I don't know. Moore, if David yes. Moore. I'm going to, I'm going to break his cover. David Moore is, uh, <laughs> he is, is one of our stage managers. He is the stage manager at the hoop Dee gotcha. review. And cool. uh, so, yeah, he, so um, he may or may not actually love the, um, <laughs> the, the cornbread at hoop Dee doo That might've been a little yep. bit of a, wink and a yeah but i, I, I follow you <laughs> <laughs> but we love 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 david Moore. uh yeah cool awesome <laughs> well th- thanks for being on david um so uh back to the running conversation uh, what sort of run disney races have you done what have been some of your favorites and you know yeah well I, I have only i have only done the marathon and walt okay. disney world is the only place where the word only comes before the marathon um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anywhere else in the yeah. world you know you say uh you, you say I'm, I'm running the marathon on this yeah. oh you're only running the marathon you're not doing the half and you're not doing yeah. the goofy you're not doing the dopey no yeah. just just the marathon yeah. Yeah. um but yeah, I've only ever run the marathon. No, that is, I'm, I'm sorry. I take that back on marathon weekend. Yeah. That's all I've run. I have run the wine and dine. Right. Um, we did do the tower of terror, 10 miler. Mm-hmm. It was 10 miler or 10 K. It was yeah. 10 miler. It was a t- 10 miler. Yeah. Um, I've done, uh, yeah. Oh, I've done the princess halves. Yeah. <clears throat> um, as well as, and then I, I would say the other thing is, um, on Disney cruise line, I've done the five K's. On, on Castaway K, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, so what do you think is special about Run Disney Live events? Oh my goodness. Okay, so I always tell people, listen, if you're gonna run a marathon, if there's only one marathon you're ever gonna run, and you just want the bragging rights and the medal to say you ran a marathon, <clears throat> the I, I believe that the the Disney Run Disney Marathon live events are are the way to go, just because the the pure adrenaline of being there, being surrounded by all those people. It's so many people that you're running with, like I said. And, you know, some people get a little bit frustrated with that. I've had my moments of being frustrated of just being kind of crowded in and you can't really get your stride going. But at the same time, being with that many people, all of us, a shared goal, a shared energy, um, that we all want to finish well. Uh, So there's an adrenaline that goes with that. But then the nuts and the bolts of it is there is always something to run toward. 
um, they put entertainment and special events, uh, special entertainment, special things all along the course so that you are, you're never, I would, I would say you certainly never run mm. more than a mile without seeing something. And I would, I would guess you don't run more than a half mile very often without oh, yeah. seeing without seeing some kind of entertainment of stuff on the, on the side of the road, that is yeah. just something to run towards, something to make you smile, something yeah. to a reason to stop and take a picture. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, what blows my mind uh, about him is just like the, the sheer logistics. Like we know, we know Disney's great at like logistics and yeah, getting people from point A to point B and, and all that kind of stuff, crowd control. Um, but well, I guess what, what are those groups? So there, you know, there's, characters different types of performers and stuff along the way but like the high school bands and cheerleaders yeah. and people that are that are up like you know they had to be up at like 3 yes. a.m to get out to where they were because they're shutting down roads and you know all yeah. that kind of stuff so it's just really cool to kind of you know see them and of course the signs that are out there and complete stranger you know signs like there's the classic <laughs> um i don't know worst, you but i'm i'm proud of you you know worst parade ever with, yeah yeah there's that worst parade ever that's 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 a good one um so what uh, one of my one of my favorite signs that i ever saw was uh imagine morgan freeman nar narrating your marathon um <laughs> yeah so uh anyway i took i had to take a picture of that guy because i saw him twice he like moved around the course or whatever anyway um so yeah they're a lot of fun um definitely if you want to if you want to check out a run disney event you can go to rundisney.com it's the official place or you could contact your neighborhood travel agent um if you know one if you don't i would love to be able to work with you and kind of walk you through that process because i've uh, one of the things we're going to talk about on run dopey by 40 is sort of the, the planning that goes into uh planning a um, run Disney focused trip because it's different from just a theme park vacation. There are things you have to think about taking care of your legs and, you know, not spending too much time out there, how to get from point A to point B and um, you know, what time to be where to get to the start finish line. It, it's just, it's different from probably a lot of other races that you've done. Uh, but, you know, like we've talked about uh, well worth it. Also the metals, the metals are on point, you know, they're not like the little cheap plastic things that you get, doing some of these they're they're typically very heavy very well designed and there's a big you know to do typically whenever the metals are released so um anyway they're they're fun uh fun keepsakes for sure so uh, yes please consider a run disney live event um and uh, we'd love to give you more info if you're curious about that so kind of back to the the travel tips conversation um, because as we've mentioned before this is travel tips tuesday uh, we do talk a lot about Disney story and kind of how that impacts our life and kind of impacts our, you know, why for, you know, what we do and kind of how we are and who we've become. Um, but specifically travel related, um, generally, generally speaking, um, what do you think is one piece of travel advice that you think people should take? Um, maybe for those that are coming to Walt Disney World now and possibly in the distant future, you know, and, and try to, you know, answer that maybe from the unique perspective of a cast member, um, because you know, I know several like yourself, um, some that um, are still not yet back to work and some that already are. Um, so, you know, how can, how can we be, you know, open, affirming and welcoming and sensitive to that? And, you know, as, as guests, what do you think would should be some good tips coming in? just generally speaking? Well, classically, um, my advice for everybody coming to the parks, 
has long been, um, and stick with me on this because it sure. sounds simple, but it's a big idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and here it is. If you're not having fun, you're not having fun. So stop what mm-hmm. you're doing and instead have fun. And <laughs> I, I have seen so many times um, as a Disney cast member, I understand, you know, yes, the rumors are true. We get to go into the parks whenever we want, um, not as of late, but uh, when, when everything is operating normally, we get to go into the parks whenever we want. And so I, I do go often and I really, really enjoy it. Mm. But, uh, but how, the, the number of times that I've seen people come in and their expectations are through the roof as they should be. Um, right. I'm not by any means, I'm, I, I'm not saying to, to lower expectations. In fact, keep us honest that way. Um, we want your experience to be so very memorable. Um, the best vacation you ever had, the most fun you ever had. Sure. Um, so keep those expectations high. But here's, here's, the, here's what I would tell people is that so often their, their expectations are so high and along with that are their emotions and their anxiety. And they're aware of how much they have spent to be here today. Mm-hmm. They're aware of how much they've spent to be there all week. They're aware right. of all of those things. And I, um, I always tell people, I want to tell people because I see the families gathered in a huddle and they're just freaked out. And there's just, you know, maybe they didn't, uh, maybe, maybe they didn't plan the way that they could have or should have. Um, And so, you know, maybe they could have had some, some help from somebody to do some planning uh, (laughs) to make sure that they were all squared away that way, but they're just freaked out and they're, and they're nervous and they're anxious and they are tired and they're hot. And I always say, um, don't let yourself get there. Don't let yourself get to that place. Right. We want Walt Disney built Disneyland to be a place where parents and kids could have fun together, where everybody sure. could have a good time together. So then if you're not having fun, Walt Disney World falls right in that same line. If you're mm-hmm. not having fun, then you're not having fun. So stop what you're doing. And sometimes that means, all right, let's take a breather and go back to the hotel yep. for a little bit. Or let's all pause and uh, get ourselves some Mickey bars and just hang out for a little bit. I know that we have a schedule to keep. But maybe let's just take a break, take take a pause and just hang out for a little bit, cool off in some air conditioning somewhere and just sure. relax for a little bit. And so that's that's always my advice for everybody coming in. If you're not having fun, then you're not having fun. So stop what you're doing and instead have fun. I completely agree with you. It's so easy to get wrapped up in the, you know, the the money that we've spent on trips and the just the travel and effort to get there and keep into the schedule and the scheduling the fast passes and the dining and the other special events and experiences and all these things you know and trying to make sure that we're getting on the bus at the right time or the monorail or the boat or whatever the case is um and sometimes you know being so focused on that you miss out on your sort of original purpose for being there and you miss out on a lot of the magic so i always encourage people to stop to walk in don't just rush to your first thing, but stop, walk in. If it's rope drop, whatever, doesn't matter. And just, just stop, look yep. around. There's a ton of detail, a ton of detail, like down to the most minute little thing um, that, are, that are scattered around you and little things that you can miss if you're not careful. And yeah. on that note, I will also say that there's uh, there's a reason why people come back. I think a part of it is kind of the, the whole uh, embodiment of, of excellence I'm sort of the bar that Disney sets for a lot of things in in the performance world and the theme park industry and even, even business world. Um, But, you know, if, if, if you're go, go, go all the time, you're going to miss out a lot of that. And it's okay to take breaks. If you've got kids, I've got four young kids, eight, 
almost let's see almost six almost four and then a one-year-old um yeah nap time's essential for us right we're gonna <laughs> yeah we're gonna get to, we're gonna get the meltdown stage if we're not careful so um you know take care of yourselves um take care of the people that are with you um also as your if you are a group leader so if that's you know you're a parent with the family or you've got a big group coming with you or you're the most experienced person of a few folks that are coming regardless of who you are um if you're the group leader realize that you set the pace for how people will encounter adversity when you're there and also when um people experience you know the really fun things um so those are kind of the 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 things that um the things that i like to bring up from time to time and i really like what you had just said and i really appreciate uh that perspective well, I appreciate you. Had, you had said being a group leader. I've I have learned the lesson the hard way, as yeah. as oftentimes I am the group leader, sure. <laughs> and so uh, when I take people to the parks, I'm so excited to show them all my favorite yep. thing, um, sure. and so I will take them around. And I I have found that I don't get hungry, I don't get yep. thirsty, and I never need to use the restroom. I'm just always <laughs> ready to go, 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 go. Yeah, and it'll we'll get there at rope drop, and it'll be about eleven thirty. 11:30 maybe noon and and somebody will come come up to me and say hey uh, rob uh could could we stop at a restroom maybe could we uh I, thank you so much we're having a great time uh we're loving it but maybe we could stop for a drink maybe we could hold could yeah. we just maybe just pause for a second I go, yes so yeah. sorry please keep yeah. yeah keep me honest let's <laughs> let's stay on a healthy schedule I I can, I, I'm completely with you. Awesome. Well, uh, as we start to wrap up our time tonight, again, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Um, and I appreciate all of Rob's friends that have hopped on tonight to kind of take a look, see at, at what's been going on. Um, our, our kind of final question uh, before we close out is this, and it's kind of, I mentioned this story to you earlier, because I think it's kind of ludicrous to ask you this, but it's, it's, if you can have one job at Walt Disney parks, what would it be and why, if you were not here earlier on in our conversation, um, Rob kind of went through his sort of resume and his sort of litany of experience that, uh, he's had with, uh, with, with, uh, the Walt Disney company, which is, which is amazing. But, um, you know, just to kind of stand and dream, if you, if you sort of take down, um, you know, take, take down your, your field, immediate field of experience, um, what's one thing that if you could do it, you would do? Um, yeah, I'll, I, I'll say it. Uh, I have spent the majority of my time. Now here's what I know. I have never not worked in entertainment. Sure. Um, and so I would love to be a jungle cruise skipper. Um, cool. I think I would be, I think I'd be really good at that. But the reason I'd be good at that is because they are just, they are given some really great material and man, yep. those skippers, they are great entertainers. They and are. I do believe that now I, I don't sit in these meetings and I don't get to make these calls, but I do right. think that they should absolutely be included uh, as part of the entertainment staff uh, for the Walt Disney company. I think they would be great, but yeah, I, I would love to be a jungle cruise skipper. Uh, but also um, in terms of my career projection um i have worked in show maintenance and i have worked mm. in on the back on the production side and behind the scenes as well as uh being on stage and performing i would love to get into creative i would love to to work with the people and lead the teams yes. um that oversee the creative of walt disney entertainment so um that that is uh what we call show directors 
right. and uh, creative leaders that way. I, I would love to get into that world of, because uh, I, I, I do feel like I have a, an interesting and a valuable and a, a vast, um, diverse experience at Walt sure. Disney World of, of having done a lot of things. So to get into the world of, of taking all that experience and, and beginning to create with that, I would love it. That's so cool. So speaking of create, creating, um, would you would you like to plug your podcast? Because I know you have more than more than one. I talked about one of them, but if you, just, you can plug both of them, if you want. I do. Yeah. So I've talked about all my time that I've worked at Walt Disney World and there's a lot of lessons that I've learned along the way. And I share a lot of those stories and lessons and things um, that I've learned on the leading creative podcast. It is uh Basically, leadership needs great creativity and creativity needs great leadership. And mm. uh, the two work together, they intersect. <clears throat> and so uh, I work to help people understand to how to bridge that gap between leadership and creativity there on mm. the Leading Creative Podcast. But that, while that podcast is a little more evergreen, um, I have a podcast with my sister actually called Let's Talk Soon. And we record more regularly there. It's the two of us kind of talking about the things that we are reading about, that we are writing mm. about, that we are thinking about, and that we are speaking up about. And uh, we chat for about a half hour, three times a week, and post those episodes pretty regularly. Um, very regularly, actually. We've had nothing else to do over the last month. We are a podcast that was born <laughs> of COVID-19. We are part of the podcast boom that, that has come out. For, from it's been a thing, yeah. Uh, so we're happy to be there. But our goal is to continue on as even as we get back into the normalcy of life uh, to, con to continue on with our show of Let's Talk Soon. So I'm having a great time with that, with, with my sister um, doing that show. She is a, a fantastic author, She's published, uh, my goodness, uh, I've lost track, 17 different books. Um, oh, wow. Well, I, that's an exaggeration, but she's published more than you and published more yeah, than me. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, she, she's a fantastic author. And so we just love talking about different things and bouncing ideas off of each other. And uh, so, yeah, that's what that podcast is. Let's Talk Soon and the Leading Creative Podcast. Awesome. Y'all definitely check it out. It will be well worth your time. You will um, be enriched in the process. And you will really, really enjoy it. So if you'll allow me, uh, I'm going to kind of close us up right now. Um, please don't forget that this episode will be available in two places. Uh, if you tuned in late, um, feel free to check it out on the Travel Tips Tuesday uh, podcast feed available on podcast players pretty much everywhere. Also, the Run Dopey by 40 podcast feed as well. Uh, you can check it out both of those places. It'll be available uh, tomorrow morning for Travel Tips Tuesday and then Friday morning for Run Dopey by 40. Um, and if you have any vacation planning needs, I would love to be able to the person to serve you. I don't charge any planning fees whatsoever and it's my goal to serve you well by reducing the hassle of your planning experience so you can focus on your why uh, whatever that may be everybody has a different why for traveling and vacationing and, and kind of getting out there and i want to make sure that you can focus on that and and focus on where your heart needs to be in the process so uh, thank you again so much to mr rob lott for joining us here on travel tips tuesday um, and we will absolutely and we will see you again real soon and as we say on run dopey run dopey by 40 every mile can be magical see y'all later bye-bye Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.